The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. In Texas. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port, and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hello. Okay, so today is one that we've been looking forward to for a while, sitting down for a conversation with expert and developmental psychologist, Dr. Elisa Pressman, about how to tackle screen time with our kids. I was unfortunately sick and really needed a day in bed. I felt so awful. I was so bummed to miss this, but Timmy offered to do this on his own. And I was like, really, can you? And he was like, yeah, I think so. So he saved the day and he did the interview on his own and did the best job. I love listening to this. He's really the best. Dr. Aliza Pressman is so wonderful. I've known her for years. She's been on the podcast before and she has an amazing podcast of her own, but she has over 15 years of experience working with families and is the author of The Five Principles of Parenting, Your Essential Guide to Raising Good Humans. It's so hard to know what's best when it comes to parenting and screen time and raising good little people. And Dr. Pressman had so many small but important tips that we're looking forward to putting into practice with Sunny. Timmy called me right after the episode and gave me just like a Cliff's Notes version. And I was like, even just the small things that Eliza knew to ask or how to get Sunny involved were something that I would just never think about. So she's just so helpful and takes such pressure off. I really, really hope you enjoy this episode. And I feel like it's something that we have all been struggling a lot with lately. So here it is. Okay. We're off to a great start. Think, yeah. And I get where you're, where you started and uh-huh. where you landed. Yeah. I moved here like 10 years ago because of wit. We met in New York. We were dating long distance. And I was like, I am going to have to move if I want to yeah. marry that girl. Yeah. Then but then you got good weather and a little bit more relaxed. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I sound different because <laughs> I'm than not Whitney. Not Whitney. <laughs> uh, this is Tim. Hi. And this is With Wit with Tim. That's what I'm calling it. With Wit with Tim. Yes. And this is my first interview with a guest. I'm honored. And... Please welcome Lisa Pressman. Thank you for being here. Whitney and I discussed having you on because we were having a specific issue with Sonny. He's been drinking alcohol. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and just to give you some background on me as a parent, I kind of thought I could kind of like feel my way through all the situations. Mm-hmm. And 
Whitney had spoken to a nutritionist who had given her some advice on like eating and your kid. And, and we talked about it on the podcast and it was so not what I thought. And it worked so well. Mm-hmm. I realized I don't actually <laughs> know everything or can follow my gut or like definitely need some expert advice at times. And then the, we were having an issue with screens and, and I, if it's okay with you, would like to, you know, chop up some screen talk. Let's do it. Let's okay. And we let's do that. merge your gut. Yeah. With some actual some science. And then we'll, that'll be that. We'll have a plan and then Sonny will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I prepared collegiate boy because I went to collegiate. Okay. So, Screens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are they bad? Are they even bad? They keep, you know, the bugs out and they let the air in. I'm confused. <laughs> so that was a joke that I wrote down, which that isn't was funny. as funny. It, no, it was, it but it just like took me a second to get it. But now that you're, okay, you made yeah. a dad joke. Yeah, I did. And, you know, keep my dad alive. But, but seriously, we have a six-year-old Sonny and he loves Roblox. Sure. And he loves Minecraft and he loves watching Minecraft videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And if we don't step in, he could go forever. Right. And he's pretty good when we take it away. But when we take it away, he gets upset. And that is sort of a red flag to me. Like, it makes me feel like he's addicted to it. Am I just, how do you know if your kid is addicted to a screen? Well, I think, okay, so screens themselves aren't bad, but how we use them can be bad. And I think framing it that way will help you over time not have too extreme of a relationship with the screens. But so that's my, that's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is that it depends on the kid. So you're noticing your, your child's temperament and Sonny's a little bit into it. Mm-hmm. So some kids maybe don't have that much interest and so it doesn't feel worrisome. And for parents who notice that their child is super interested, you have to have guardrails because like with anything, you know, a car seat, you know, your kid has to go into a car seat, whether they like the car seat or not, not your six-year-old, but prior. Yeah. And whether they like it or not, but a seatbelt you would always insist on, right? Mm -hmm. And even if they're fighting it, you're still like, yeah, but I know that this is an important decision for your safety. And so- I think our relationship can withstand your discomfort. I mean, you're not saying those words because that would be a little. But that sounds like something but, I would be like, this is a non-negotiable. Like, exactly. You like, have to wear your right. seatbelt. And so finding the non-negotiables helps with you, like prioritizing your boundaries and your limits that you're setting around screens. So I would start with for knowing your child's temperament and knowing Mm -hmm. what matters to you, which it sounds like not having a kid on screens most of the time is important to you. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Let's figure that out right now in real time. Yes. What are your feelings about people in screens and, and devices and kids when you see them and what you imagine? I feel like there's a group of people who kind of, or just automatically like screens are bad, mm-hmm. full stop. I am not one of those people. Okay. I think about if Sonny were really into soccer or painting and wanted to do that 24-7, that I'd probably be like, go for it, dude. Right. Like, like, how can I help? 
But the screen, what he's doing on on the screen obviously matters. And it, yeah. it, it has gone from some things that I don't like, like some mind-numbing YouTube videos, like the teenagers buying the 100 most dangerous items on Amazon and like jumping into yeah, a pool. Or like, I'm like, don't do that. But like yeah. Minecraft and parts of Roblox, I see kind of a nice side to it. Uh-huh. But I think my issue is just with the amount of time okay. and the difficulty to stop. Okay. So it sounds like you want a balanced approach to screens, not an extreme approach, but you want to help him have a healthy relationship with screens. Yes. Yeah. Does that sound? That is totally right. Like it works for you? Yes. Okay. So a couple of things just based on what you said from the four minutes that Mm -hmm. we've talked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that I know for sure, but what I'm guessing is First, there is a difference between supporting something that your child loves. Yeah. That's like painting or soccer. Right. And supporting something that your child loves that's like chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right. You would limit the chocolate. You wouldn't say no chocolate because mm-hmm. that seems mean. Yeah. You might. That's, but I'm hearing from your description that you wouldn't. I would not. But you would have a limit because you would think that feels like you have to have other nutrients. Mm -hmm. So I would think of screens in that way, like you do nutrition and think of them as dessert or, you know, foods that aren't necessarily growing you, Mm -hmm. but they're fine in moderation. So, but now we're working off the assumption that that these screens are not growing him. Well, okay. So very rarely is screen time growth time which is okay. Sometimes, like there are some games like Roblox Mm -hmm. and Minecraft in Mm -hmm. the creative setting, Mm -hmm. which, and set privately, hopefully. Mm -hmm. If not, I would do that. I would go to the creative setting and I would set it private. Yeah, We can go back to that. Where in moderation for some kids, it's an interesting, there are video games that can actually help with certain cognitive development. So certain things. Very rarely mm-hmm. are we going to see like growth. It's not like if you took away this screen, he'd be missing out. He'd miss something in like his development. The hand-eye coordination, correct? That he might be learning, right? Fair. So, in some studies, you know, like with certain very specific games, they've looked at hand-eye coordination and and the the, the, the positive benefits. But like, it's not. It's not going to do an it's it's not moving the needle more than the negative could. Uh-huh. So on balance, I would say most screens are kind of like chocolate mm-hmm. or junk food, mm-hmm. yummy and fun, but not too much. Right. Occasionally, you have really cool learning ones. I think that those games that you're talking about are actually I don't know if they're called games, but they're kind they're of right. Called games. Whatever they are. Yeah. Apps. <laughs> Apps. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. 100, <laughs> so I don't even know why you're talking to me. But so they can be beneficial when they're used in in the right settings and in small doses. Uh-huh. But they are also built to be addictive. Addictive. Yeah. They just are. You get a lot of feedback. You get the the reward center of your brain keeps getting feedback. So yeah. you want more of it. So anything like that, you need to set limits because kids won't set them themselves. And like, what are the dangers of something that has those kind of rewards yeah. built in? Like what? Happens? Well, one thing that happens is that you don't like a little tiny brain. You get it to a little so tiny cute. developing cute brain that doesn't have capacity to stop. Yeah. And 
you're missing a lot of times with screens, the negative is what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. You're not having one-on-one interactions with a grown-up. Mm-hmm. You're not having a social relationship with someone in real life. Mm-hmm. You're not reading. You're not like running outside and moving your body. You're not do. doing chores to help around the house and grow. The house. Yes. Like he has not painted the house yet. <laughs> yes. So a lot of it is that links with childhood obesity, links with you know, lower literacy rates links Uh with, you know, just things where you're like, wow, this is on balance, not Not. a superfood. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not ruining brains in small doses. I really like the chocolate analogy that really works for me. Um, And because I think that's something I can, that's a way I can explain it to him because he sort of understands generally which foods are good for him and which aren't. But that has like a physical immediate effect. Like if he eats too much sugar, he gets stomachache and he knows now the limits. Right. And that is there are, you know, it's the same thing when you're on the screen too much. It's even harder to get off the screen and sometimes leads to more tantrums or difficult behaviors. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is just we have so much trouble regulating ourselves anyway Mm -hmm. when we're young and old, but certainly a developing brain. Yeah. And then you throw this into the mix and it can get challenging. So setting up guardrails can help. And when you decide what's important to you and you make them kind of non-negotiable, you can even set them up together. Let's sit down and figure out when do you feel like it's really fun mm-hmm. to play mm-hmm. and what what is important to you time to get done in the day. Now, this is a six-year-old, so like he's going to need help. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can sort of be a collaborator in some ways, but you're still in charge. And I think remembering you're in charge and that the whole goal of his childhood isn't just for him to enjoy himself. It feels like it is. But if he's always happy, that means that you're dancing around the world to make him never experience the little challenges like Mm -hmm. having to give up using his screen for Mm -hmm. the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that build resilience in the face of like a loving parent who's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I know this is a bummer. I also know that this is just a have to right now. We Mm -hmm. have to put this away. And I'm here for you to be mad at. Right. (laughs) Like the end. Yeah. All right. Say hello to your IRL makeup filter in a bottle. CoverGirl's Simply Ageless Skin Perfector Essence. This skincare makeup hybrid looks and feels so unique. So it's developed using micro droplet technology. The pigment and capsules burst and blend to easily distribute a sheer even tint. And with a plant-based retinol alternative, it works to reduce the appearance of fine line and wrinkles while it creates this glow on your skin. So I put this on the other night before a little dinner out and was so impressed by how much my skin actually looked like my skin, just fresher and dewier and more even. And it's really the perfect base for that fresh face, no makeup look that I always wear and love and a really great lighter weight alternative to foundation. I'm not a huge foundation girl, honestly. CoverGirl's Simply Ageless Skin Perfector is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and contains 71% water that provides an instant burst of moisture upon application and hydrates your skin for up to 24 hours. That's also something super important for me in a product like this. It's the perfect base for the fresh face, no makeup look that I always wear. And since using it, my complexion just looks more plump, more youthful, and so refreshed. 
It's made in eight adaptable shades to complement all skin tones, and it can be worn alone or as a really nice primer under your favorite foundation. It's crazy that you can walk into a drugstore and get a product of this quality. You will not find this formula from any other drugstore brand. Glowing, radiant skin is only a pump away, only from easy, breezy, beautiful CoverGirl. I'm going to read to you my joke question that's uh-huh. also in here. Okay. Uh, you're, I'm preparing you that it's a joke, so you don't have to laugh. And then I want to ask about I mean, Linux. if I do laugh, uh, then it's a really good joke because now I'm sort of yeah, primed not read to. It. <laughs> okay, so I wrote, if we let him watch <clears throat> and play until his eyes fell out, when he says that there, like he might develop a horn from Tech Neck, and my question was, how big will this <laughs> horn get? And does it come with any special powers? Right. I think it doesn't land as well when you read it. <laughs> but it not landing is part is part of what I'm going for. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Then a game. But that is part of it too. It sounds so silly, but you don't want to be hunched over a screen and like No. You just no, don't. No. Even though you can scare him with the horn. You, I mean, <laughs> you want to be trustworthy. So I feel like so ideally the horn, the horn thing doesn't happen i wouldn't want him to think it does Mm. because then when he finds out it doesn't he's gonna be like my dad doesn't know anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he knows i know other stuff okay (laughs) i'm just kidding you do you (laughs) (laughs) um but i did okay now for real so limits here's what we're thinking Mm -hmm. but we didn't actually want to start putting anything into practice until we spoke to you but we were thinking and we've already sort of started having a conversation with him that he could do an hour of screen time a day on the weekdays and two hours on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, not knowing Sonny, and I'm sure it's a case by case, like totally case by case. Yeah, totally case by case. So, but that doesn't seem like too much. I'm not, no, like, I don't think that's to too much. Eat like 100 candy bars. No, I think the the easier thing to do over the years is to. Definitely decide when screens are not on the table, mm-hmm. like no. mealtime, right. bedtime, mm-hmm. an hour before bedtime. Those are not good times for screens because it's like having espresso. Right. But so rather than thinking like exactly by the clock, I would think about what parts of the not day. Inter- exactly what parts of the day and not setting him up to fail by like interrupting in the middle of a game, for example, uh-huh. or whatever it is. And then also with games or apps or whatever the hell this is, sitting down with him and asking him to do it with you and show you how he does it is a really nice way to connect and also makes it less like you in the battle against the kid and the app. We're on it. Like we downloaded it. It's awful. I mean, not awful in like a scary for parents way, just like, I don't know if your daughter plays Roblox. No, but okay. I, my daughters are in high school and like, there is a game. So Roblox that like, there is games within Roblox yeah. and I think kids can design games too. Yeah. And that part's really cool actually. Yeah, but then like they charge other kids to play them and there's like a whole economy and they're like asking for Robux, which is like beyond yeah. scary. But he likes to play this game called Brookhaven where... And he makes us play with him. You just like go into a world and you 
you you pick a house. Yeah. And then and then he's always on FaceTime with his with his friends or his right. cousins, which is part that which part is I cute. like. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you want to come over to my house? And then he like kicks him out of the house. Like that is the game. Yeah. There there is no point. Yeah. To it. But that's th- that part of it is totally fine. It's weird, but you're engaged. His family's engaged or friends. Yeah. And with limitations, it's totally great. It right. only gets questionable if you get like if you see the panic that you're stopping or right. if you get into fights over it or it interferes with enjoying going to the park or the party because he wants to stay home. It definitely does. Like, okay. I have to be honest, like okay. it, we've let it get to the point where he he wants to bring it everywhere. He wants to bring it to the table. Like We don't allow that, but but he's going to want to. And that I would be super clear about think of that as the, the seatbelt like we're not mealtime and bedrooms are for sleeping and connecting yeah and you don't want to get that murky territory because this is a six-year-old you are not just dealing with today but you're sort of trying to build skills yeah. over time so that when he has the really the devices that we do worry more about like the handheld devices mm-hmm. that he can learn healthy relationships with those devices Mm -hmm. and that you actually are mentoring Mm -hmm. and guiding and that you mean business. Yeah. Okay. I do mean business. (laughs) (laughs) That brings me sort of to my next question. Like a lot of times his screen time is our screen time. Yeah. And our break, you know, of course that's Um, every parent. Yeah. So like, what am I supposed to do? Right, 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 right. <laughs> like I'm addicted to my phone. Yeah. I'm addicted to screens. Right? We need, you need to help us all. I think that that is the most important thing is that he's watching you. So the biggest motivator for us to, you know, revisit our habits in life is the fact that we have a small person who's learning he's habits from us. us. Yeah. So I would say, For me, because it's true, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends, you know, two hours is sort of the cap on screen time. For humans. For humans. For young. Well, no, they don't have anything to say about fully grown humans. But, you know, no more than two hours a day. We're not talking about, you know, FaceTime or something that you're doing with family or whatever. But um, thinking of two hours a day and also typically like, they recommend with younger kids, like you watch a show with your child. It's interactive. But the reality is that no one is doing that because the whole point of putting the TV on or the screens or the apps is so that you can have a break. Mm -hmm. So I would, as you're carving out when you're allowing this, Mm -hmm. I would say be realistic about when you want that break and when you want to be on a screen and that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And just be honest with yourself about it. And I would also... Just this is really not that you asked, but I want to help you for the long game. Mm -hmm. I would not have your screens near the dinner table or the breakfast table or any mealtime. We don't. Okay. We don't. don't. Because those are the things that, um, and like if he comes to a meal with you out Mm -hmm. and you're feeling desperate, I would just do anything you can to Mm -hmm. not have it be screen. Yeah. Even if he has to be bored. Yeah. Because kids need to learn how to be bored and they don't get those opportunities anymore. I agree. Um, But it's annoying. So I understand if you're like, I'm ignoring what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. 
because like we were driving in the car and he was on his screen and he was running out of batteries. And I was like, oh, like you might have mm-hmm. to look out the window. Right. Like, God forbid, you know, and like know what it's like to be bored. It's and super it's not important. the end of the world and you'll be OK afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, every time you start to feel terrible about how uncomfortable he is when he's bored uh-huh. or in those moments, remind yourself of the gift of having those moments in the setting of like the safety of loving parents right. and a happy life. Right. Because without that, it's he a fra- he'll be fragile. Yeah. yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. So in like my perfect world, like also this is what I think sometimes too. It's like the devil on my shoulder. Yeah. Maybe it's like he goes to school all day long and, you know, it's, it's a great school. But, you know, he's he's being he's he's working hard. Yeah. And, you know, if I if I work hard all day long, like I, I, I can watch TV for three hours and like feel like I want yeah. to zone out. And that's seems OK with me. But I don't want to apply like a different standard to him. Well, I think he's just got a developing brain. Uh So you want to make sure that he, yeah, he has a day with school. He gets physical activity. Mm -hmm. He has social time. He eats his meals in conversation. And then there's very little and reads a couple books at night. There's not that much time left over for screens once you've, once you've filled in the day with all of that. Right. Right. So the like weekends, he, who cares? But okay. well, I, I would say, you know how much is too much because his mood will change. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to. I would. This is not evidence based because nobody is randomly assigning one kid who's allowed to bring the screen everywhere and one kid who isn't. But I would probably discourage bringing the device to play in the car unless you're doing a road trip like have guardrails yes. like we yeah. don't do that for the ride to school that's no. when we're going to talk right but we if we're taking a five-hour trip do we whatever you we, we need, need it. it yeah you know if but you're flying cross day, country yeah obviously do whatever eat whatever have whatever but in the everyday make habits yeah. that are non-negotiable so there's pushback in the beginning and then it's like, oh. we, we were doing it that way. No iPad in the car, unless it was a long trip. Like we just knew that those were times where he could, he could deal yeah. without it. Um, I will be honest, like we're in a free fall right now because right. we were just waiting for this moment. But I feel confident that when we get back, like he, he gets out of school at three, normally has something until four, mm-hmm. we get home maybe four to five. That's his time. Is a nice time to do screen time up until dinner is ready. And then we turn it off and we go into our process, which is like we all eat together. He helps clean up and we go into shower and books. And like we we, we kind of prolong that. That's a long process. Yeah. That's another conversation. (laughs) Right. But I think that sounds great. Yeah. And and so if the part of it that makes it tricky is that you he really wants it in the car or he really wants it instead of reading books before bed, it's just not, it's just not what you guys do. Right. So it's not going to be a fight. It might be for like two weeks, yeah. but then it's not. I am nervous uh-huh. to, to do it because I think like as a first time parent, maybe, or just as a parent, you're, you're like, you don't want to 
you're afraid to hurt them or make them upset, even though you know it's 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 for the best. But I think he is pretty resilient in that even though he might get all this screen time now, when I take it away, I know he'll get over it. Just like he got over all the other, you know, restrictions we Challenges. put. Challenges. Yeah, yeah, for his own well-being. And then I would just keep reminding yourself in your head, just say like, these are critical times to challenge my child mm-hmm. because without these experiences of like the tiny bumps in the road, when he goes to high school and there's like a big bump that you can't do anything about, if he hasn't experienced like that survivable, uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. over and over and over, mm-hmm. and he hasn't looked at you and seen that you don't feel scared that he's upset, he's going to have no idea how to handle the stuff that comes at him. Right. But if you look at him with instead of panicked, like, oh, my God, he's so upset. We have to fix this feeling. Right. If you look at him like with the like sturdy confidence Mm -hmm. of you're having a feeling and it's really hard. I'm here for it. Yeah. It feels so good over time. It just doesn't feel good right now. But it's like this person who's your person, who's who you look up to, who you trust is so calm because That's they know me. you're okay. That's me this time. Yeah, right. I have it's to be you. the calm one. You have to yeah, be yeah. the calm one. Like he looks up to me. Got like it. he's looking I'm like, at I'm you. Like, yes, I do look up to him. Yes. <laughs> no, he looks up to you. Yes, yes. And so we're sort of training him how to cope with actual bigger problems, live in that uncomfortable moment and know, and know it because ends. I'm here, it's going to totally. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. And it, you're going to get over it. Exactly. But yeah. if you alternatively are like, oh my God, okay, we have to fix this. Okay, you can't have the screens, but we are going to get you ice cream. And oh my God, it uh, right. he's going to think there's something very wrong yeah. with how hard it is to feel this way. I don't want him to feel that way. Yeah, he, he's not like a, a tantrum-y kid, but I do remember he threw a tantrum in Walmart when he was like four because we were not going to get him a toy. And like, yeah. my worst fear as a parent is like his bad behavior or his tantrum like affecting other people. So like I was freaking out, but I knew like, you have to stay calm in that moment and kind of just pretend like it's all good. Like, I mean, if you can really be calm, because yeah. it's your nervous system he's reading. It's not your like facial expression. Right, right. So if he knows that like inside, you're basically saying he's not being chased by a saber toothed tiger. Yes. Nor am I. And the people around us are definitely judging. Right. But like, like whatever. Right. Your message, because you're saying that to yourself, your message to him without saying any words is like, this is just a moment. Mm-hmm. And those kids are more self-regulated later. Mm-hmm. But it has to be authentic. So mm-hmm. it's like... You can't be like faking it. You can't really fake it. Only because it's... They're so smart. Right. I felt like that was advice we got even when he was an infant and they were crying that like, you need to stay calm because they can like feel your heartbeat. Yeah. It's called co-regulation. Yeah. And they like, they borrow your nervous system, which doesn't mean that like, if you're having a terrible time and you're really upset, they need to, I mean, you can just say, I'm really upset right now. I know how to take care of myself in my upset. So you don't have to worry, but yeah, right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can do that. Oh, you know what I don't miss at all? That very just ugh blah week before my period when my skin breaks out. I feel moody. I feel depressed. I feel sad. I feel like my cravings are all over the place. I'm just like a shell of myself. And 
ever since Sunny, my PMS has been so much worse. But with estro control, it's so much easier for me to manage and coexist more peacefully with my period. So estro control is a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. Estro control contains science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health, particularly in women who suffer from PMS. So the ingredients they help support the liver, which is where our hormones, especially estrogen, get processed. So when the estrogen isn't processed well in the liver, many women experience PMS. They experience it in spots on their skin, have weird cravings, feel moody like I talk about, just feeling low all of a sudden. And it's just not fun. Like we shouldn't have to deal with this. So estro control is made specifically for women who are premenopausal. So it's perfect for women that haven't entered menopause yet. In fact, it's amazing for perimenopause when hormones start to fluctuate and PMS can turn into a beast. Estro control was created to help women continue to feel like themselves throughout the month rather than be crabby about being continuously robbed of a week of our lives. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code WITHWIT at checkout. I wonder for some of the people listening who have older kids, you know, I feel like this is how it starts. And then it can it can snowball if, if you don't treat it correctly. What does that look like? And like, what is some of kind of the research out there on it? I mean... Right now is not a great time because there's a lot there are a lot of headlines about how harmful social media is. Uh-huh. And so I think when we think of screens, there's gaming addiction and mm-hmm. there's social media addiction. Mm-hmm. And it's so temperament based. So there is no one size fits all. Like there are some kids that are older that have access to screens and social media. Now, I would say push that date like the social media, social date. media and getting it device and all that stuff. And even when you get your first phone, you don't need to get all the apps first. Mm -hmm. Like first be responsible with the phone and show that. And then maybe a year later you get social media and then see how it's going. Um, But all that is later. And I think you just have to really promise yourself that you won't succumb to feeling like there's pressure because they only need to fit in through devices when no one else is available. So like if everybody, mm-hmm. not one peer is not on devices, then you Maybe are, yeah, then it's like, okay, now we, we should help him. And then even when that happens, you want to think about just enough to have that social access, mm-hmm. but not more than that. There's no need because What can happen is for some kids, if they bend in the direction of like really being into the devices and Mm. it can become super unhealthy for other kids. Again, you're going to know, is he giving up a social experience because he wants to be attached to the phone? This is the same with older kids. Mm -hmm. Are they I mean, we're seeing that now that they go out less. They have in real life Mm -hmm. interactions less, which I'm an introvert. So like. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for some kids, it's it's making them lonely. It's making them feel detached and unhappy. So you have to just pay attention to that. And you want to look at algorithms for older kids. Like, just go look at their phone. See if their algorithm is like, you know, how to be better, how to look better, how to be skinnier, how to be buffer, whatever it is. 
that's very different than an algorithm that's like, you know, bunnies and whatever puppies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like cars. I don't know. I, like, what is your relationship like with social media? Like, I, I am on Instagram a lot, but it's sort of like that's where my hobbies live. And like, if I want to, like, you know, I mean, it's embarrassing to admit, but like, look at golf swing videos. Well, but that's actually a great example of that is not harmful. If you picked up your social I'm media, really I mean, going through it. <laughs> you you definitely could challenge yourself as he's observing to leave your phone out of the room at night. But mm-hmm. that's hard for people. It's way better for everybody's health and sleep. You just don't get as high quality sleep if there's a phone in your room after yeah. 11. But but your algorithm of golf swings is not hurting anyone. Your algorithm that has like things that make your stomach turn. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I pick up my phone and in my algorithm are things that are making me angry politically or they're making me feel ugly uh-huh. and like there's like 10 ads for, you know, an aging woman or whatever it is that is my pain point uh-huh. in the moment, uh-huh. then it doesn't feel good. But if I'm seeing like my algorithm is a lot of dog stuff and like that's fine. Okay. You know, golf swings, fine. So really, it's like, how does your stomach feel when you look at your For You page? Mm-hmm. You could think of it that way. And if your stomach is like, I feel less than, I feel ill, I feel like I'm angry, then you're getting the wrong algorithm and it's not healthy. It's same for kids. It's yeah. same for young people. If their algorithm is messed up like that, it's a problem. You need to set better, better limits or maybe you take a break from social media. But if their algorithm is, you know... Stupid golf swings. I, not to yeah. judge the golf swings. I'm no, sure they're, they're amazing. So on plane. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, there's good and bad there. Do you get a stomach ache from looking at golf swings? No, no. Okay. I, 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 there's nothing that's hurting me there. But the one thing that I do worry about is like if I have a free second, that's what you go to. I'll pull it out. Yeah. It's like reflex now. Yeah, we all sort of have like that's just that's what a, we suffer because of social media we do i mean i think that's one thing to just challenge ourselves with is pick you know if that is your habit pick two times in the day you know when you're getting in the elevator at work or when you're walking to the parking lot or i'm naming like such a suburban lifestyle yeah. but something like that that you promise yourself i'm not looking at my phone i'm going to see what happens yeah you know what i like to do like if I'm at like a restaurant or something waiting for someone, which would be like the total time yes. to pull your phone. Just to be like, I'm not going to do it. And I know that's really hard. Look around and people be like, yes, I'm sitting by myself and maybe someone won't be here, but I'm fine. And then <laughs> I'm like, good for you. No, I mean, not to date myself, but I was thinking about how as a full on adult, I was sitting waiting to meet people in places in a bar in New York City and there was nothing. You always had to bring a book with you if you didn't right, want to look like a right. loser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I iPhones happened. And stare at people. Yeah, and it's okay, but it's a hard exercise now because you wonder, are people going to think that I want to talk? Because right, I don't. I just right. want to look at people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at you. You yeah, can go don't back mind to me. whatever you're doing. <laughs> the other thing is like, if you're with someone and they take out their phone, then you have the reflex to like take out your phone because you know they're not like paying attention to you. Yeah. But well, studies show that even if you have your phone out on a table, the quality of the conversation is reduced because you're distracted by it. Yeah. Because 
That's why even if it's in your bedroom at night and you're not on it and why you have to be vigilant when you have kids who have phones Mm -hmm. is that it reduces sleep quality even when it's across the room and you can't get to it because you just know. Hmm. I'm thinking Winnie sleeps with her phone out of the room and I put mine, my chargers on my desk, which is all the way in the corner. So once I put it on there and set the alarm, I'm done for the night. But like I have my other screen TV going. I'm like, is that, that's bad? Is that bad? I mean, you don't see, I mean, if you're I'm okay. healthy and you're yeah. getting exercise and you're like living your life and you feel pretty good, then it doesn't seem like screens are a problem. Right. Okay. Like we don't need to look for problems. Right. Like part of this is also like, I look at technology as progress and like, yeah, there are some bad side effects and we need to be aware of them and set guardrails. But like, I get so much stuff done on my phone. It's a miracle. I used to want <laughs> the answer to every question in my pocket. I remember in library class, is. yeah, being like, fucking, I got it. What was it called? The periodic tables? Like, what? No, I need a better way. And now it's right over there. Well, I think, yeah, we don't need to turn it all into this is the devil's work because right. there's a lot of cool progress. Yeah. It's just how are we using it? Like face tuning? No, I'm just kidding. That's, right. a, that's actually a really good example. <laughs> Of you wouldn't want as your as Sonny gets older when he's starting to see what you guys are doing. Yeah, you want to pay attention to that because that's what you you want to model and you're mentoring. But it yeah, doesn't all have to be bleak. Like if things are going well, if everybody's getting the stuff done in the day that they want to be getting done, and everybody's breathing fresh air and moving their bodies. Yeah. Right. It's important to kind of look at the whole picture, too. Always. And like, he's a happy little boy. And like, yeah. he's not, we're not in trouble. But th- there is, there is some, some limits that we need to set. That we're sounds the parents. Because you're the parents. I always forget. It's hard to realize. Right. You just called yourself a full-blown adult. Like, With, in your head, you are a kid. I'm but assuming. it's, yes. Like, yeah. I turned 50 a, a month ago. What? I'm old. Like my grandmother was younger than I am. And I still am like, I'm in charge. Like it blows my mind every day. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that a lot of people hearing you say that are freaked out by how they're no, (laughs) who they're, who they're listening to about screen time. Well, I'm just like, you know, (laughs) you obviously have it together. And if you're thinking that way, yeah, we all do. We must feel better. I think if you, I mean, I have the benefit of talking to people one-on-one and, in their intimate moments, mm-hmm. not that kind of intimate, but mm-hmm. intimate, vulnerable, emotional moments. And so what I have learned over the years is other people don't have that benefit necessarily unless it's their work. Mm-hmm. And so they don't realize how many thoughts we have that everybody else has, right. but we think are like these quiet, private, weird thoughts. Right. We're all thinking. We're all weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to put yeah. it. Except me. I'm totally normal. All right. Well, I mean, that's all my questions about screen time. All I right. feel like like I have a plan. Like, yeah. like Winnie and I are going to get on the same page and we're going to sit them down and use your strategy of like, when do you want to do this? And take some time to explain to him why, just like chocolate, you just can't do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting his feedback. And then you as the adults will say, Thank you for letting us know this looks great or we're going to think about this a little bit because maybe he puts a little bit too much on there Mm -hmm. and you'll. Right. And here's the deal. Yeah. Because they, in the end, they want to know that we're in charge. There's nothing more relieving than having a captain of a ship. Right. 
I mean, that's what Whitney is for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but we're in charge for Sunny. I can do that. I can do that. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Thanks um, for having this me. This great. I have probably a million other questions, but we'll save it for another time. That sounds good. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.